0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So on today's podcast, I want to talk about money mindsets. And as many of our podcasts in the past have been for selfish reasons. (laughs) The other night, I had a nightmare and I woke up and I was stressed out. And my immediate thought was, man, I must really think that people with money are entitled. And that got me frustrated because I know in my head that I want more. But if those are the kinds of things I'm literally dreaming about then I need to work through some stuff. So I did a bunch of research on money mindsets and getting over our own money stories. And I thought today we could work through it together. Listen, I know I need to, but I literally don't know
1: how or why. Like I know there's some stuff there, but I haven't been able to pinpoint it to be like, oh, I like like in your dream or whatever. Like I haven't been able to be like, I think that people with money are this, therefore that's blocking me from receiving it in this way. I'm just in the like, still trying to figure out my relationship with money kind of thing. But I do feel like, in our recent efforts of budgeting in my personal life with my spouse that i'm getting a better relationship with money so i guess i'll explain kind of like the negative feelings that i was having and that still kind of pop up but are lessening ever since i've like actually budgeted and known where my money comes from So in the past, and when I say in the past, I mean like as short as a month ago, (laughs) and then for the rest of my life prior to that, I have had a really defensive relationship with money. So whenever my partner would ask me like, what did you get at Target? Or what was this charge to budget and to plan and to organize? I would get up in arms about everything of like, why are you questioning me? I needed that lamp. Don't judge me. Like getting super, super angry about it. And so it's left us up until very recently of just not talking about money, like at all. We would make decisions together if it was like a big purchase or a big investment or whatever, but little things or trying to save in small ways, we just like didn't address because I would be a huge bee about it.
0: You know, <laughs> not that I'm surprised by that situation, but I found some interesting questions that I think we might be able to kind of talk through to reveal maybe a little bit more about how we're feeling about this. So we're going to talk it out, but I want you guys asking these questions of yourself as well. So I found these at soulagentblog.com. And the first question he asks, I assume it's a he, I actually don't know. How fixed and stuck do you feel about your money story, aka your financial circumstances? So uh,
1: this is all probably going to sound annoying. Up until a month ago, (laughs) I felt like I was in quicksand, like I had no control over it, like I couldn't climb out of understanding where my money was going, like I could never step into the responsibility of being really mindful about our finances, because I think I had constantly been telling myself that like being mindful of your finances would show you how little that you have which would then make me not get to enjoy like getting something at Target or buying a coffee or whatever, which if I don't get to do those things, then like, what's the point of life? Like, literally, I have been raised to think that Whenever there is extra money or you just find money, whether it's extra or not, like maybe that money has to go to a bill, but you you're going to use it for something else that you get to treat yourself. And I have been raised by women who had made so many sacrifices everywhere else in life that it was kind of like one of those like, well, I'll be damned if, if I don't buy myself that throw pillow because I made my sacrifices in all of these other ways. So I deserve to get that thing, even if I don't have the money for it. And so I think I didn't want to realize that I didn't have the money for it, even though I did have the money for it, because I didn't want something else to tell me that I couldn't go buy myself that thing.
0: Totally. Well, I feel like with me, I've been telling myself that the needle's always moving, and so I'll never get where I'm going. And I think this happens for a lot of people. And you know, maybe it's not totally self-imposed, I think part of it is in my relationship with my husband around money, but we will say, okay, when we get to X, then we can do Y. Well, that keeps changing. So, like, there's either we get there and it happens, and all of a sudden we have to make new decisions, or some small thing happens between now and then that makes why impossible or puts it off even further. Or like, even if the money is there, like somehow there's this like lack circumstance. Somehow I've convinced myself that I don't have enough, but I won't get there or something like it's It's a moving target. And that's really frustrating. And I don't know if it's all on me. But see, that's again, that I'm going back to the thing I always do, where I'm like shifting the focus to other people. I'm like, deal with your own shit, Abby. Deal with your own shit. <laughs> well, and I
1: think the danger, like that's a perfect example of the danger of constantly telling ourselves, I'll be happy when. And it doesn't even matter if it always has to do with money or not. Like I'll be happy when I lose the weight. I'll be happy when we move into a bigger house. I'll be happy when whatever the circumstance might be. And it go like we've talked about this before on our episode about inventing a new possibility, but about deciding to be happy right now or deciding to feel joyful, or less stressed, or whatever the feeling that it is that you think whatever money situation is going to provide you, deciding to feel that now. And I think recognizing that it's hard to sit there and be like, I'm just going to not be stressed about money right now. And it's just going to be fine. Like Saying that and actually being able to set yourself up to believe that are 2 different things. So for my example... I was in the case of denial, like not wanting to understand what our money situation was like, not wanting to learn about it and be knowledgeable about it. But doing that was making me feel anxious. And doing that was making me feel like we never had enough. And so I couldn't just wake up and be like, I'm going to feel fine about money today. I had to actually do something about how I was treating money or dealing with money in order for me to feel something, not bring more money in, but like learn about my own money in a different way so I could feel empowered instead of stressed.
0: Well, and I think that brings me to my second question about what level of fear do you feel about your finances even though you may not have allowed yourself to describe it as fear? Because I think exactly what both of us are talking about is a fear-based mentality around money, denial, lack, all of that. Yeah. I think it's interesting because
1: my fear when I wasn't involved in budgeting, so a month ago, was that we would never have enough because it constantly felt like we were just like bringing in money and spending money. And we were investing and we were saving, but I didn't really feel like we were getting anywhere. I felt like we're not going to see the rewards from this until we retire. And what's the point of that, right? That it's constantly going to be like, Oh, can we go on this vacation? Can we buy a new couch? Can we, you know, can we, can we, can we, instead of knowing what we can and can't do, or knowing that Okay, in a couple months we can do this thing in that place of empowerment. But now that feeling is not there anymore because I can, like, statistically or data driven, say in three months we can do this, or in six months, you know, whatever the the circumstance might be, because I know what our money situation is. But I would say my fear now is like how I treat everything when I kind of dive into something new is I like micromanage the shit out of it. And whether it has to do with what I'm eating, exercising, whatever it might be, now it's just money. And it's this kind of like addictive tendency that I have when I get something new to kind of master that I'm going to be like super like hyper focused on always categorizing all the things and making sure that everything is like perfectly categorized and like that the budgeting is like 100% balanced every time and like every single day I have full scope of our finances and I've like that fear of being just like needing to be way in control of everything.
0: Right. Well, and I think I interestingly do the opposite. Like I, for all intensive purposes, I like close my eyes and jump. Like, I don't know what's going on. I haven't looked at our bank statements. I don't know what's going on on a credit card. Like, and it's not that it's not being managed. Like... Right. Well, and that's how I was. Like Our stuff was being managed, but I was like, ignorance is bliss. (laughs) Right. And I think that's where I put myself is that I don't need to know because I'm better off not knowing because I'm just going to worry more if I do know, even though we're actually fine. I think uh, that's funny that you say it like that because I feel like
1: that's... I'm going to speak for her for a second, but my best friend, Amanda, she would have great contributions to this conversation because she has had anxiety around money her entire life and she's in a very similar situation to you where she's always well not like you've always but her entire life she's always had enough her parents had enough they had enough when they split up she had enough in college she had enough as an adult like there's always been enough like not like a shit ton i'm not saying that but just like she hasn't had the worry of like, our bills going to get paid? Or where's food coming from? So like, she has come from a place of there's always been enough. But she still has this intense anxiety. Like when we have a girls weekend and she's like, You know, buys the bottle of wine at dinner and then we like go shopping and get some stuff and then we get our nails done. She will have like a mini panic attack about like, oh my God, I just spent all of our money, like all of it. And so she'll like call her spouse and they'll have a conversation and he's like, here's where we're at. We're good. Like you just got paid. Here's this. We have this much in savings. Like they have more than it. Like they're fine. But every so often, and this is like every couple of weeks or months, depending on like what's happening, she will just like freak out like she just blew all of their money.
0: Well, uh, my problem is, you know, you think I'm crazy. Like my husband, Both I am not, I'm not going to throw him in the ditch. But, but he, he worries about it even more. So like that... Where does his stem from?
1: Because he's been in the case similar to Amanda, where he like grew up not having to worry
0: about like... Yes and no. Like, he didn't have to worry, but, like, they weren't rich. Like, his... Well, no, (laughs) but there's a difference in are we going to
1: eat today and knowing that you're always going to eat. It may not be steak dinner,
0: but it's going to be food. Right. And I think part of it was, you know, not to the extreme that we went through massive changes, but, like, his mom was making good money and then was essentially offered to change states and she decided to take a layoff instead. And so she stayed home and cleaned houses. And so like there was a money shift and they had built brand new house and all this stuff and they actually downsized to a smaller house so they could afford to have her stay home. And you know, I think a lot of it was built up in his head like They were fine, but like they didn't talk about it. It was like a a lack of communication there. And not that you need to tell your kids I can pay the mortgage, but like he literally wouldn't go out to recess when he was a little kid because he was afraid about getting his shoes dirty. I think that comes more from his OCD of cleanliness (laughs) than money. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like he was like afraid he wasn't going to get a new pair of shoes and you know, his dad was a teacher and like I said definitely not to the extreme that you experienced it or I experienced it but you know it doesn't matter it's your own perception and I think that's the important thing to realize is that you could be a multimillionaire and still not feel like you have enough because Maybe your parents are billionaires. Like, I don't know. Like, like, (laughs) oh, billionaire problems. (laughs) Like, you know, you kind of see those stars who've been like, oh, my God, I just lost blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, and you're like they have problems, like whatever. And you like giggle at them, but it's like, it's your own perception. That's the problem. It is it regardless of the number, it's how you feel about it. And so I think that's, what's really important to acknowledge so that yet again, it brings me to my next question. How much do you avoid what you really want and settle for what you can only afford or let in? Oh my God. So I would
1: say, I think every day I'm creeping down like a half of a percent. From 100%. Like, I was 100% in that camp not that long ago of like, I'll just get this like cheap thing from Target because I can't afford the nice couch from West Elm or whatever, right? And it's these kind of conversations of just like, well, I'll just settle with this hand me down thing because we're not ready to buy like the real big kid thing because we don't have our house or we don't have this or we don't have that. Again, that kind of I'll be happy when kind of scenario. But Now, and I say this at probably like a 96.5%. So not that far from where I was feeling very strongly in that camp of settling. I know that if we are deliberate about what we're buying and what we're not buying, that we can literally buy whatever we want. It may not be today or tomorrow or next year, but we can get there. But I think now I'm in the camp of for so long. I have been buying small things to feel better that I have too many things that now
0: I don't want anything. I think mine is on a way bigger scale. So like, I feel like you use stuff to like band aid problems or like make you feel better in situations. But I think my sort of thing is avoiding what I really want in the sense of like, I've told you guys If I've told you once, I've told you a million times, like we want to build a house. Cool. You all know it. But because I don't know when it's happening, I don't let myself dream about it. So like the other day I was saying in my head, like I didn't say out loud, but I was like, you know, I should really start making like a dream bucket list for our next house. Like how I want the kitchen to be or some things I want to include. Or like I mentioned the other day, I told Jared, I want a meditation room in our next house. And he like giggled. You're such a I know. Well... (laughs) Guys, my husband bought a massage table and we have spa nights now and it is the best. You are literally the weirdest people I know and I love it. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, I want a room for our massage. We share an Amazon account and I was like, what is this? <laughs> well, it's awesome. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and so I was like, I want a room where we can put our massage table and like... You know, have like sound bowls and pillows and whatever. And this the, is like the woo woo version of the red room from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> basically, basically. And I also told him I wanted a gym, and he like giggled so hard. He's like, You want a gym at our next house? Like, okay. I'm like, it's not that funny, right? Like, I'm gonna work out. But I was laying in bed. I'm like, oh, you know what? I've said all these things, but I need to start writing them down. Like, cause I genuinely do want to build a house someday. And so, like, how can I capture these things I've kind of talked about and then go through a pro-con list later? But I I've like avoided writing it down because I feel like it's gonna make me feel get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: You don't think that It'll make it happen faster because you're manifesting it and because like you're visually seeing it. And then just like you, like we do in business when we make our vision boards and and we like in your eyes sees the same thing. However, many times like you start to then notice opportunities that help
0: make that thing happen. How is it different? For you, Well, it's not. And that's the thing is like, that part of my brain is like, do it because it's just going to make it so much realer. And like, you can lean into it and you can work for things to make it happen. But then there's this other part of me that's like, then you'll be really depressed because it still hasn't happened. And you're frustrated and you don't know when. And Where are you going to make it happen and blah, blah, blah. And so it's all these conflicting stories in my head. And they literally started to keep me up at night, which again, sounds goofy, but it's way more big picture. Go ahead.
1: Are you, is any part of you concerned that once you get the house with the gym and the weird meditation room and the goats and the chickens or whatever else you want to have in there, that once that's
0: checked, like, then what? Well, I definitely think that's part of it. But I also think a lot of it comes back to there are things I want, like you literally made fun of them, which is fine. Like I'm not mad at you. Like I love you. But they're so ridiculous that it makes me it goes back to that fear of I don't want to become entitled or greedy or shitty or mean or like all these things that I think about those people like even though I want to be one of them (laughs) who have meditation rooms (laughs) yeah I'm like I don't know who has I've never seen one besides in a spa (laughs) do you know any of those people I don't know them I don't know them personally necessarily I did work with a few people that would probably be qualified as those people, like they're my boss or my boss's boss or whatever. And those people, (laughs) as we are calling them, scared the living pants off of me because they were lunatics.
1: Oh, see, I I know a few of those people. And by the way, you spell this T-H-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-S-E, in case you're wondering. I know some of those people because my family cleans for them. And... I remember growing up, like my mom now has a, a different job, but for over a decade, over 15 years, she owned her own cleaning business with my Nana, who now is the sole owner of that business. They started that business when I was in, oh, like second or third grade after my mom got laid off. And so I've known these people for a long time, like, over 20 years. And I have grown up with their wealth. So I remember, and this is like huge nerd alert, whenever I would be like homesick from school or it was summer, like whatever it might be. And I would go with my mom and Nana while they were cleaning. I would like pretend their house was my house. And, like, do, like, the Cribs tour and, like, walk around and be like, this is my foyer and this is my piano room and this is my sauna or whatever they had in their ridiculous house. Oh, I, I want an infrared sauna in my yeah, next house, too. They're amazing. So, I think – but I never – I, like, hardly met the people because they they were, like, at work when we were cleaning. But if they would come home, like, they were super sweet. They were nice. And so, I think I I didn't, like, idealize them. But – I think I saw it as like, I can't wait one day when like, I have my own house cleaner and
0: this is my house. And how amazing is this going to be? Well, good for you. Because if I had been in that situation, I would have been like, my mom is cleaning for these people. I will never get there. Like... I think
1: i I felt that way outside of that bubble, so like i I never, ever ever told anyone what my mom did. I was so, so ashamed. She started taking college classes when I was in high school, and so I just kept saying like she's studying to be whatever. only like Amanda and of course, my family members knew like what she did, and so that's definitely part of the like shame of like growing up with domestic work, but When I was there, I
0: didn't feel ashamed, which was weird. Well, you were quite the imagination kid.
1: Oh, I was. And I. so my parents were separated. They lived in different states. And I flew by myself from the age of 6 to 16, 17 every other weekend. So that's four flights a month back and forth from Tulsa to Kansas City. And I remember I would use those times to like be a different person and make up stories. And so maybe it's that like made up dream world that I created while I was in those mansions or while I was on the plane that kind of helped me like visualize.
0: I don't know. Now I'm just saying bullshit. So. Well, okay. So I have another question. Does it feel like you hold your breath like waiting until you quote, make it? I think yes, it, it does more than it doesn't. I think
1: similarly to you, I don't know when our next house is going to be, like when that's going to happen. And if it's going to be a forever home or an in-between home or where it's going to be located or what we want out of it. Like we're still in that, like, I don't even know what we want stage that it feels like this, like, like intake of breath and like, okay, well, I guess let's just keep saving for it. And it was really in the past week that I started to be like, okay, if we're going to be, I use stuck in quotes because we're lucky to have a house over our head that like (laughs) keeps us safe and all of those things. If we're going to be stuck in a house that's too small, that doesn't have a garage, that doesn't have a nice kitchen, that doesn't have whatever, I need to make the best out of it. Because I can either continue to be angry about being here and want to jump ship therefore potentially settling on our next place, or I can make this current thing work in the best way that it could for us and make our days a little bit happier, which might take the pressure off and maybe let out that breath a little bit for our
0: next step. Sure. I 100% hold my breath all the time waiting. I'm I'm a waiter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I like... I'm a literal. I'm <laughs> so I did this as a kid, and I sometimes do it as an adult. When I get super, super, super worked up like, I mean, hysterically worked up, stressed out, sad, emotional, whatever I gasp for air and I hold my breath to like mm-hmm. calm myself, but it makes me pass out sometimes. And so it, it's interesting when I'm thinking about am I a breath holder in like not literal situations because I am in right,
0: right, literal right. situations. Well, I think I do both. Like I'm, a, I also, um like sigh a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Me too. And so my husband will be like, "What?" I'll be like, "I just, I'm just didn't breathing." God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, I think there's something to be said about tension related to your breath, which uh, you know. Even in the literal
1: sense. Oh, no. My mom's a physical therapist. And here's the thing she says every day. No one knows how to
0: stand, sit, or breathe. That's true. Well, so I was listening to Jay Shetty. He's like my man crush right now. And he used to be a monk. And he talked about the first thing that young monks, like as children, learn in monk school. And the first thing they learn how to do is breathe. That's so wild to me.
1: And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. so cool. I want a monk to
0: teach me how to breathe. I'm sure it would be crazy Uh and amazing. (laughs) I just want to go hang out with them for like a week. Actually, I think it would drive me nuts. I think I would last 24 hours, maybe. They get up at like... You'd you'd be too loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. In case anyone was wondering. (laughs) Yes, I would. I would be like... Shut up! (laughs) They're like (laughs) hunchbacked. So, how much would you really love to earn what you
1: don't have yet, babe? In like true money earning or things earning? They're the same thing, aren't they? No, because I grew up. I grew up in a family that got things that they didn't afford, but they earned them. And so, earning it and and financially earning it are two completely different things. Or they have to be for me.
0: How much would you really love to quote unquote financially earn what you don't have yet? Five stars, love it, like full review. (laughs) (laughs) Same Z's. Swipe moving on. (laughs) Swipe to approve. I don't know. We we missed the like that didn't exist when we were dating. Swipe right. I think it's swipe right. Swipe right on. Is it, yes. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like <laughs> D- double double tap. tap. There you go. <laughs> um, so my question, I we've talked about houses, but what would you do with, quote unquote, that money? How much would you offer to the world or how much could you offer to the world? And would you?
1: It's probably just a certain percentage, which I don't know where we're at now because I need, like, we're actually budgeting that in. But we budget for giving every month and that we're increasing that as our
0: income increases. But I just don't know what it is. So it's some. But what would you do with it? Like, wildest dreams aside, buy your new house.
1: Oh, so not the money that I'm giving away. What would I do with the money I'm keeping?
0: Well, both. Like, what would you what would you do with the money you're giving away? Who would you give it to? And what would you do with the money you're keeping?
1: Well, our money currently goes to the Junior League and to puppies. So I'd keep doing that. You and I have dreamed big about, like, do we want to have, like, a foundation or, you know, something big and legacy leaving? So that would be cool. The stuff I'm keeping, my dream world, I, like, have the house of my dreams, like, super modern and cool and great. Zero debt. And then start helping the two ladies in my life with their finances, houses, debt, cars, whatever.
0: Yeah, I I wrote this down recently because someone challenged me to write down my why. And like, why am I working my ass off, essentially? And they said to be super specific. And it was hard. Like, it was like, really hard. <clears throat> it is hard. Because outside of saying, I want... You know, a convertible and a nice house. (laughs) You want your sports car, your sports car in your meditation room. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) I'm the craziest person. (laughs) Because those things do not go together. Just like, oh, yesterday I was on this call with a bunch of young living people. And this girl like said out loud, are you drinking a Dr. Pepper? And I thought she was going to like rip her a new one. And she was like, I love Dr. Pepper. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's not where I expected that to go at all. So, in the same way that I expected a young living person to rip a new one about Dr. Pepper, meditation rooms and sports cars do not mesh. (laughs) Nah. That's fine though. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) So, I would you know, I think let's talk a little bit about the stories we tell ourselves, because I think that's really important that you need to get over it. So if you've ever heard of Denise Dutfield Thomas and luckybitch.com, there's a whole bunch of resources there. But she talks about the negative sides of money a lot and what people tell ourselves. And as women... You know, it seems, sounds crazy, but this is like ingrained to us as children that it's not safe to be rich or successful. Which I'm like, in every part of the world, as a woman, it's not safe to be rich or successful. Which, you know, if you're thinking about it, like that literally makes no sense. In my opinion, I don't think it makes any sense. I feel like the more money you have, theoretically, you should be able to have more quote unquote security, but I think it makes you more really? What do you what do you mean? So I think that in in regards to
1: having it, I guess my mentality is more in the getting it. It's not safe for a woman to get the money to be rich in today's day and age. If you really break it down of like literal countries of women who still cannot vote, drive a car, get married, have royalty, like do whatever, like not safe. If you think about in the United States of online trolls, bullying, jobs that are not given, chances that are taken away. If you decide to go have a family, you're risking your family or your career. Like it's a risk always, whether it's like physical harm or not, it's a risk for a woman to chase financial
0: success in this world. Well, before we go, I just wanted to leave you with a couple things that y'all say to yourself that you need to get over. Okay. Quote, unquote, I'm not meant to be rich. Rich people are greedy and selfish. People will stop loving me if I have too much money, which I, By the way, that is the goofiest thing. (laughs) Other people will freak out if I make too much money, which I know I hold on to this one. (laughs) It's more important to be happy than rich. I'm not saying any of these things are wrong or it's weird to think them. You're human. Most likely, if you're listening to this, you're also a woman. (laughs) I thought you were going to say most likely. You're human. Most likely, if you're listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Any dog listeners I, in the back? Well, yeah, I was going to say they might be in the back. They're probably like, "Man, I I'm just thinking about my dog. He like literally was someone rescued him from a trash can." So like, he's probably thinking, <laughs> "Man, I'm just living a life, laying on this bed all day." So good to be rich. Anyway, all this to say, we don't have the answers. We're going through the same stuff you are. So even if you feel like we're in a totally different place, it's, it's still hard at every stage. It's just different. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. And if you have specific things that you want to chat about regarding money, let's do that over in the Facebook group.